Hello, it is Feel Good Friday, May 14th, 2021. Big show, big show. Rob Ninkovich, AJ Hawk, Darius Butler's in studio. The boys are here. I mean, I feel like it's a great Feel Good Friday. I hope you feel the same way. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. We're also doing a pretty large giveaway, 5,000 bucks to be exact. Uh, at the end of the newest vlog, I believe this is episode four at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show of Mr. Friday night. At the end of it, there's a $5,000 giveaway happening. We can't thank you all enough. Let's get to the show. Today's a great day. Darius Butler's joining us in studio. Yeah. Yeah. D-Butt, how you doing, pal? Outstanding. Can't complain at all. D-Butt, uh, at Boston Connor, Ty Schmitter here, uh, Foxy. Zito in the back and all the boys back in Indianapolis. How you doing, Hammered Down Boys? Indianapolis, how's it going back there? Doing great. Happy Feel Good Friday to you, Pat. Hammered Down Boys a little down. Did you guys stink last night? <laughs> huh. No, 4-0-2 last night. No losers here. Nice. Diggs. Wow. Tony? I was 3-1-1. Or 3 0 one you slow playing oh, son of a bitch. What are you betting on? Baseball? Basketball? It has been a little has been a little bit of a slow week for me. I think I was 14, 10, and 3. Gumpy oh. is just fucking scorched earth right now. But yeah, just baseball pretty much right now. Uh, I did take Pat. Go ahead. So I think it's been like 35 years uh, since a defensive player has won NFL MVP. But I found yesterday on FanDuel that Aaron Donald's plus 10,000. So I sprinkled a little bit on that, too. Hey, if it, they're giving you plus 10,000, I saw you do the whole song and dance on Twitter. Yeah. And it was yeah. a good tweet, by the way. Good tweet by you. Thank you for Thank informing you. the Hammer Don community on a good bet that they can get right now at FanDuel. Uh, plus 10,000 on Aaron Donald. Remember, every time the Rams play... And this is something I noticed last year. This was at the beginning of the year uh, they were doing this with Russell Wilson. Every time Russell Wilson stepped on the field, uh, hey, this guy does not have an MVP vote ever. Which, by the way, was alarming to learn. But that was like five, six weeks straight every time they're on TV. The Rams, every time they're on TV, the first quarter is spent mostly. Now, it might change because Matthew Stafford's going to ball out there. But... It was like, hey, this is the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. Like Aaron, this is, they highlight him. There was a couple games where I think he was getting like triple teamed and maybe he wasn't, uh, his stats weren't as good. They were like showing slow motion highlights of what he was doing, the humans. And also with this offseason where he saved a guy's life in the south side of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That does seem like a good bet. Darius, uh, you played nine years in the NFL in the secondary on the defensive side. Do you think there's ever a time, just in a, in a reality base, where a defensive or non-quarterback uh, wins the MVP going forward. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. If, if AD hasn't won one or even come close, it, it's tough. Like I think he was a, a finalist, people- right? Was he a finalist? Uh, he might He might have been. I'm trying to remember that honor, NFL honor show. He might have been there for defensive MVP, though, or player of the year or whatever. Because he won that for sure, didn't he? Three yeah, but I don't year, know I if he was so. a finalist. Three in a row, I think. Yeah, well, he didn't win uh, two years ago when Gilmore won, but he had the two before Gilmore, then he had that one off, then he won last year. What if this is the year, you know, Russell Wilson loses the MVP to a defensive player? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. They, they, would, they will be so angry. Kyrie Murray's at pl- or Kyler Murray's at uh, plus 2,300. Baker's plus 2,900. Andy Dalton plus 10,000. Oh. Hey, look for him to get hot out there. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, six thousand. You like Cam Newton? I like him. Love him. You thought you, you, all those players. I said, I'm not betting on to win the MVP. I was just uh, potentially saying him. 
it feels like you went directly to Cam Newton for a reason. You like Cam Newton, actually. I was just, you know, the spot he was in on, on the list was a little interesting. He was kind of higher than I anticipated, but I like him. Well, especially like with him. the weapons, right? They, yeah. they got a whole new cast of characters mm-hmm. up there. They got a, And they drafted a quarterback in the first round. Who won the MVP last year? Drafted a quarterback in the first round. Oh! Might be a little motivation. It's not like it's not like Cam ain't been there before. Let's not like act like Cam is just a regular. So we got a show smoke. We got a spite MVP coming. It's possible. I like it. it. Feels like it. Oh my God! And you look at the way Bill Belichick has spoke since the drafting. He's basically like, "This is Cam's job." All right. Oh yeah. Mac and Jared Stidham can <laughs> potentially compete at some point. And then and I know New England Patriots fans have come after me for acknowledging what has happened in the war room post Mac Jones. That did not seem like a like they were planning on getting a quarterback. I don't think they were planning on getting a quarterback. So a little bit different, I guess, than the Green Bay Packers where they traded up to go get it. I, I wonder still to this day, and we talked about this last week, and I don't want to get back into a circle, but it, it, it kind of is. Who were they, or what were they going to do with that draft pick? You think if Mac Jones wasn't there, defense? They get they go. Def- no clue. I, I, I would have traded back. Got out of that, that Tulsa uh, linebacker who went pick sixteen right after them to the Cardinals. A lot of people said they were high on him. Maven, Zaven, 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 Maven, Maven, Zaven, Zaven, the Maven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, D. I'm, I'm just thinking of maybe trade back. I don't know who they had there. What's good? I saw your little <laughs> thirst trap you posted. Oh, jeez. On Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was actually. Oh, I saw. He was drinking in the picture. Yep. Like, hey, I'm going to put a thirst trap out here and make sure people know exactly what this is. Yep. I know what this is, this whole thing. How are you not a fitness guru on Instagram yet? How have you not become Darius J. <laughs> Butler fit on the. You, yes. To, to, be, to be completely honest, I'm not consistent enough. I've been Get shitty. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Then you're definitely on a no, bunch of shit. I Look I at this mean, thirst trap. What are you? D-butt. Jesus Christ! I'm trying to get you know used to the the, the influencer shit. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Seems to work people for telling people. hey, you got to post more, you got to do this, you got to you know. So that was post hey. little caption. Have fun with the caption. <laughs> Yeah, I've um, stepped in front of a mirror since I've seen this. Yeah, look, you you have kind of that's Zito's Z, fault. You're a specimen. Zito's a specimen. But I want to let you know, this is how you do Instagram, by the way. Yeah, see, uh-huh. see, this yeah. is how you do it. These Congratulations. Play. Now, the line, if I give your girl this look, <laughs> just focus on yourself, kid. <laughs> uh, is I mean, not only is that a thirst trap, but also a little bit of a shitster. Yeah, that's good Instagram. Hey, hey, I learned from the goat. Hey, I learned no, from the goat. I, 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 I no, no, you're, that. you're a man, man. <laughs> no. I do it a different way, but you know, that is. to find some uh, footing. But no, nah, honestly, yo, shit is hard. Once you get done playing, you know, you're working out, you got a, you got a routine, and you got guys you always work out with guys, so when you're not doing that, it's hard to stay consistent for oh, me. Oh, I, I remember you guys tried to do like one of those workouts post uh, you all retired, right? I yeah. think it was like you, Walden, uh, Kelv, uh, I think. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Once you guys, over, hey, they're focused. Hey, I remember I remember hearing about this. Uh, I was like, oh, you guys look like you're having a good time. D-Buzz like, yeah, we're trying to get back after it or whatever. And then afterwards, you know, hey, how'd it go down there? <laughs> well, a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's different when you don't see. You don't have that goal. Like, all right, I got to tackle these guys. I got to cover these guys. But you're just working out. Like, you get through three, four sets. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. So it's tough. So I'm um, yeah. getting back into it. Oh, Lil Bro, though. Lil Bro's a trainer. Grimer Prime Time. Shout out Denzel. Um, he's he's a fitness guru. He try he keeps the family. Oh in shape. yeah, you had your whole family. Yeah, the keep, whole family yeah, he is keeps yo. the Family Jeez. in shape. So um, I'm definitely getting back on. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. 
No, oh. White Boy Summer. You're Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks. Yeah, I know, boy. but uh, who threw the White Boy Summer off? Chet Hanks. Nah, somebody yeah. fucked that up for you guys. What? Uh, it'll come Derek Chauvin. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 someone else? I, I think I, that was he one of them. Up. He got fucked he up. Did, he fucked right. it up. He got fucked up pretty big. It's, somebody, it's gonna come to my mind. All right, when it does, just go ahead and let I it got fly. You. Yeah, it'll fly. Random. In the middle of any conversation. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we got Rob Ninkovich joining us. Yeah. In about uh, 14 minutes. He, yesterday, or two days ago, on Mike Greenberg's either Radio Greenie or on Get Up, said that he could put pads back on right now after he retired <laughs> and throw Tim Tebow around. Yeah. Just throw Tim Tebow around. And he, he went on to say, you know, he's taking a spot on the roster for somebody that, you know, maybe could and hasn't had as many. And we agree with that completely, but that's just not how the world works. No, nope. it's not real. I don't know if Nikovich could, by the way. Whoa. I, I, don't, whoa. I don't know if he could. Glad, I, I'm glad he's coming on. I'm going to ask him. I'm, I, I don't think I could either. Listen, Ninkovich could throw me around, all right? Has he seen Tebow, though? Tebow did a Q&A on fitness the other night on Instagram yeah. Live. He was talking about his amino acid intermittent fasting he does, uh, the proteins. That are, picture you posted the other day, that was a recent picture? That was from in the, the, Mets. Yeah, the Mets. I think he's even bigger now, though. I think he's even bigger now. I, I think he's gone full. He is. Massive. And, and Nink, we saw him. What's he doing? He's riding around on his dirt bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's driving his car. Right. He's doing what you're talking about. He's like tough. in his Lombardi. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's, it's tough. tough. It's, it's tough. tough to stay with it. You know? It's tough. Now, Vinatieri, I think he'll be able to kick for another five years after seeing him during that schedule release filming. He look is. Look good. Vinny he look might, good. He might be able to jostle Tebow around a little bit. I, <laughs> see, if Tim Tebow, or if Vinatieri came out and said, listen. Tim Tebow going to tight end. I get out there because Vinny was like a high school wrestler. You know, <laughs> he said I could take him to the mat and pin him if I had to. And he's like, I, I agree. I believe you, Vinny. Ninkovich, though, what is he saying? Why does he hate Tim Tebow? You he think? must. I mean, he was on New England when Ninkovich was on New England. They were teammates. Yeah, so I believe you know there might be a little animosity, okay. perhaps. We have, and we do agree that he is potentially taking somebody's spot. Who? Like, who who's who's fucking spot is Tim Tebow taking? Okay. Like, who, who's, going, who's, going, who's, like, who's supposed to be okay. like Baron Corbin? <laughs> yeah, okay. Baron Corbin sat here yesterday. Okay, Tom Pestock out of Northwest Missouri State. All right, he was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, and if Tim Tebow decided to do his little fucking antics, okay, with the Indianapolis Colts, you know what? King Corbin now, known as, wouldn't have been able to do? Get a shot on that practice squad, okay? Because Tim T well, Tim Tebow is actually not eligible for the practice squad, so I don't know. Didn't they change the rules? Uh, uh, yeah, he had to add. Oh, no, a, I don't know. I thought it was because they were they were signing old dudes. Um, oh on the yeah, Peace Dustin Colquitt went yeah. to the, but that was COVID. Is what it be? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they changed it back, but uh, that would be interesting. How some of the rules that did happen? I think we're good. Like the IR come yeah. back, like the, yep. the disabled list, right? For baseball does that. Yeah. And the IR in the NFL with what science has got to, you lose a dude that you paid week two, week three, who could potentially come back very easily week 10, which is almost two months of training. That's a long ass time for some injuries and say, no, he can't. I think that's something that they'll carry into the future. I assume. Hope so. Worry will, but um, did you ever get, you never got hurt. I never, I was fortunate. I never went to, well, I'm not playing anymore, but never went to IR. Um, no serious. My most serious injury was this uh, forearm. Cracked that, but you know that was the end of the season. You cracked your forearm. Cracked it. Like, oh, because you some doctor malpractice too. Really? So we, Whoa! We, so week, uh, yeah, put their ass out there. So week like five, six. As a matter of fact, somebody called me out on your show the other day because my left arm is smaller than my right. Uh -oh. So Listen, 2011. Whoever, whoever did that, by the way, just yeah, real quick in real life. 
The dude is a <laughs> fucking peacock. Yeah. yeah. He is yeah. massive. So they tell me like week six or seven, maybe, you know, I, 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 mess, I hurt my wrist and I go to the doctors, hey, you know, get an x-ray. Oh, it's probably a bad sprain. You know, you'll be all right. So I'm thinking in my mind, damn, if it's a bad sprain, like, I got to play. You know, regardless, of, like, uh, it's a sprain. I got to play. So I, yeah, yeah. I continue to play the rest of the season. And literally out corner, I'm playing with like one arm, jamming guys, tackling, taking whatever I got to take to get through the games. So I can't lift on the arm, nothing. So my shit is getting slim all year. So this arm is way weaker. I go in and tackle Darren Sproles. Oh. Week 17. Fuck. Snap the radius right in the arm, uh. right half. Got the, got the x-ray in New Orleans. And they're like, uh, by the way, you got a broken scaffold in your wrist as well. Did you know that? What year? This was 2011 with the Carolina Panthers. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Carolina, figure it out. Hey, my. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. So young players, get a second opinion. Well, and that's why the second opinion thing was such a big deal and why I think fans were – I don't want to say out of the loop, but I think a lot of fans were like, what's the, like the doctors telling them to do this? Like what, what's the big deal? It's like, well, the trust has been very much broken between a lot of players and a lot of doctors. And, and I think you and I would both agree. It's not everywhere in the NFL. There are some places yes. that are, are incredible. Like I had great experiences with the Indianapolis Colts. I think everybody basically that's gone through there, the athletic training staff, the doctors are now granted. I think people get surgeries elsewhere and everything like that. But I, I had a good experience. I don't know how everybody else's was, but I had heard stories like that from other places so oh, whenever yeah. that became like a big news I think it was a couple years ago it became like a big deal and I think the the PR narrative around it was you know like oh the doctors are oh the players think they're smarter than the doctors and you're, you're gonna find a doctor that they're gonna pay off to do something for them it's like I don't think that is necessary maybe that is happening I'm not sure but I think the big thing was the trust was absolutely yeah, got, broken the doc, they get paid by the team Doctors get paid by the team. And it's not always, you know, malintent behind it. Sometimes you just fuck up a diagnosis. That's why it's good to go to another profession that you trust. And, and they, they give you the side eye for it, yeah. but they have the team also has to pay for it. Too. Well, and the teams I think they give the most side eyes are the teams that maybe don't have all the fuck ups that happen. Like they, they might come out and be like, our doctors and blah, blah, blah. But they don't hear the stories like this one. And then yeah. I heard some stories from some other places that were just like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Because they're telling you uh, that you could or this is good. You won't hurt it anymore, although it hurts like a, a lot. And then you get in there, you hurt it. And then they're just like, well, they got to let's do an injury settlement. Let's get you out. Like, yeah. There's been a lot of situations where people feel like they've been set up to fail so they don't get paid or they potentially get fucked in the future. I did not know that happened to you, yeah, though. Yeah, man. You know. So they had to go and do surgery? They put a little bolt in there and everything? Uh, I got some screws. um, Darren Sproul is tough to tackle, by the way. Oh, yeah. Those are short, thick. Yeah. Yeah, Even if you had a a full wrist there, (laughs) I think that's going to be a tough tackle. I assume you're going to make the play, but that is tough. That's like what Chris Long talked about when he was on with his ankle. They were like, hey, look. You know, let's see how if, if you can actually go, even though it turned out to be broken or whatever. Yeah. And also, players do lie, though. Like a lot of players, whenever a human, a civilian goes to a doctor, okay, (laughs) they are going to the doctor with a problem and they're telling their doctor, hey, it hurts right fucking here. What is this? Why is this? I can't do this. I can't do this. There's a lot of players in the NFL who know that, hey, can't make the club in in the the tub. tub, All right. So I cannot, I cannot be hurt. 
So if uh, if somebody looks at him and goes, what's wrong? It's like, well, uh, I think it's all right. I think it's just a little sore right here or whatever. So it's like a tough, ba- it is a tough balance, but I think it's on both sides too. Like I'm not saying all players do that or all doctors try to fuck up, but I do think the entire medical thing is much different than it is in the real world. And I don't think people fully understand that. What's that time? So are teams with like a guy like uh, Dr. James Andrews, who like, you know, anytime like a big time athlete has to have like a surgery. And I think he was the Washington football team's team doctor for yep. a while or maybe it was someone else but like so most teams are now most teams are just okay with that because he's so well respected like if you don't want to have surgery here or like you know and it's the quarterback it's like hey you got to go see james andrews yeah. to get this done like teams are okay with that even though he agents seems to go with that. yeah i don't know if the team i have no idea about the teams but i know agents are the ones that are like you're gonna get the surgery here you're gonna go do that's it here. who should honestly who yeah. should steer you in the right direction as a player you would think um, because yeah, that's what think. happened with Dak right is he was like kind of wishy-washy about having the Cowboys team doctors do his surgery he went and got a second opinion and I think he did end up going back in the Cowboys and rehabbing it. with him too right. I think with uh, so that is when they gave that massive deal you know your initial thought is like okay so they must think he's going to be good because they're the ones that did the surgery they're the ones that rehabbed him then the video comes out or whatever but the whole medical, and then this past year, everybody who ended up on IR or whatever, they didn't want to go through the COVID protocol, so they were doing their rehab outside the buildings as well. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to, because there's going to be fallout. For sure. From all of that. There's For be, sure. And everything. when the doctors fuck up, like you think Justin Herbert's taking a shot in the in the ribs this year from the team doctor after that Tyrod Taylor it's debacle. A point. Hey, golf tee. Yeah. yeah. It was a golf tee shoved through the lung. That's wild. Now, I had heard that that... Did you take any of those? Do you did tour it all? I'd assume everybody tore it all. Yep, that's the best thing on earth. By the way, got I, I don't know how. <laughs> there's the Packers don't do it at all. At all, they nobody. Don't, they don't allow it. Nobody's allowed to get tore it all. Man, I saw coaches get the tour oh, all. Yeah. And, uh, Full line preseason guys, fourth preseason game, not even playing. Shot. Come on, man. <laughs> go stand. I was like, all right. You guys got issues. It is though. I've said I've said this a couple times. Cause I got to, I took it because I didn't start taking it until my knee. I think it was like uh, maybe my meniscus was torn or whatever it was, and you know it was just one of those easy things. And then as we went forward, um, I was worried, you know, that I wasn't gonna be able to get a tour all shot or whatever because you have to have a little bit of some. But the good news is like my knees continue to just get fucked up, so I was always <laughs> able to do it. But yeah. I, if I didn't, I was gonna try to figure out how I could. <laughs> It was unbelievable. It, it, and I've said this a lot of times. Who knows what it's going to do to all of us later, I guess. That was the big study. Like, we don't know what it's going to do to your Yeah, liver. once the study came out, I stopped taking it. Oh, I did not. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me more. Yeah. I'll take D-Butt sample. It. Yeah, listen. D-Butt, he deserves it. Yeah, all right, I'll take his. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? This is the team. One. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, Which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. (laughs) 
I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> Joining us now. That is at 3 o'clock <laughs> yeah. Eastern Standard. bad energy out. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. Joining us now, speaking of bad energy, this guy just woke up and wanted to talk <laughs> shit on, on Tim Tebow. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, uh, multiple Super, Super Bowl champion, Ladies and gentlemen, legend Rob Ninkovich. Yeah! Nink, 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 Nink. Hold on. Uh, what we, up? We thank you so much for joining us. I understand you're a busy man. Uh, you're incredibly successful and awesome. Let's get to it, though. Whenever I heard what you had said about Tim Tebow, now, the opportunity being taken away, understand we agree that's we understand that's not that's not how the world works you know it, it is like a networking world we wish it would change uh but that's just and i hope everybody's okay over there but that we agreed with that we agreed with uh the taking somebody's spot the thing that i had a question about okay rob and i have a lot of respect for you i have a lot of i i i absolutely love the way you play football hey i love the way you yeah. play football make no mistakes about it. you think right now right now what you could put pads on and go throw Tim Tebow around if you want to. Have you seen Tebow? He's doing fitness Q&As right now on his Instagram live. What are you talking about, dude? Bro, I'm 255 right now. I could bench like 375. Oh. Like, come on. First of all, I was 32 years old when I retired. And I'm not talking about, okay, so think about it this way. I want you to think of this. Think of this. It's third and one, fourth and one. Okay, third okay. and one, fourth and one. Right. Twenty-three personnel walks onto the field. You see, you see Tim Tebow come onto the field. He's coming <laughs> to block you on a third and one, fourth and one. Are you like in your head thinking this guy's get a quarterback is going to come in here and like <laughs> become a tight end, a blocking tight end, and move me out of the way and let a play come in there and and gain a yard? There's no way. There's no way. Basketball so, players. If you're are a quarterback, out there. if you're a quarterback, and you want to be like a receiver. I get it. But you have tight ends that have been working on their craft for like 10, 15, long time. A lot of years, right? This ain't the same you or the same Tim. <laughs> you hear me? I think you guys were teammates, right? I I'm not 100% sure. I think you were teammates. So you probably know him much better than I do, actually. <laughs> you know him much better than I do, actually. But he is. you're saying he don't think he can learn how to do that? Basketball players have learned how to do that. Do you, you think quarterbacks what, are just... What, what basketball player was a good blocking tight end or a tight end that wasn't just a receiver? 
Hey, Eric Swope can move bodies. He can move bodies. He can move bodies. I was thinking of like uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, like Because I remember hitting him once and he no. like avoided me. Like he was like, don't yeah. hit me, you know? So Tim I'm Tebow. saying like, hey. think about it this way. Tim Tebow. The, Tim Bro, Wait, he Tim hasn't played in seven years. Third and one, Bro. fourth and one. Tim Tebow is not going to be blocking you. He's yeah. going to be at quarterback. He's going to have the ball. Now you got to meet him in the in the seat gap. Yeah, Nico. On the quarterback power. Ah! Want me to send you another picture? Where he had the, where he had the ball? But this time I got it off him when he was a running back too, but he was with the Jets. So, ah, shit. It, All right. I'm just telling you, like when it comes to like being realistic, let's be realistic here. <laughs> He hasn't played football since 2014, okay? Like, that's a long time to say, oh, I'm going to go play baseball, and then I'm going to come back and play football. And if he makes the team, he'll be the third oldest tight end in the league, okay? Uh, okay, he's going to make the team. He's, he's going to be captain of that team, probably, if I had yeah. to guess. And who knows how many <laughs> yards he's going to get. The over-under is at 12. This particular house, I think, is hammering the over. Sounds like Ninkovich is... Hammering the under. Uh, what's going on over there? Is that your uh, daughter, son? Are you guys having a great feel-good Friday over there, huh? Where are you at? Oh, yeah. Well, I got my boy. The wife is at Target, you know, doing those things. So, um, Target. Yeah, Target. The lovely Target. So uh, I'm here watching the little guy. It's all good. It's fun. And I got a seven-month-old puppy. Probably not the best thing to do when you have a one-year-old. So um, that's all on me. That's all on me. So you know? what, what type of puppy is that? That's I've heard. Uh, this guy? Oh, what's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Your dad's talking reckless about Tim Tebow right now. But can we? Can we? Can I ask you a question about Tim Tebow? You think Tim Tebow could come play tight end in the NFL? Uh, That's not what it's about, Rob. Okay, hold on. Listen, that's like if you, (laughs) you know, Pat, you know, retired, walked away on his own terms. He said, "Hey, I don't want to kick footballs anymore." But then, like seven years later. You say, you know, I think I'm going to go play linebacker. You think, would that work out for you? Uh, am I on the Darius Butler family fitness plan? Because I think I could maybe scrape over talk if I had to. Okay, be the force. Uh, no, I think it's different, though. Let me tell you why I do think it's different. I, I think Darius and I are on the same page, and I'll let him get into it more. I think the signing, you you and I and Darius we all know, like, this is a business signing. Like, that, that is something to happen. Ur- Urban wants him either in the building to help set a culture. Jacksonville legend. Like, nope, we know don't that. Don't go down those stairs. <laughs> don't. Hey, don't go down the stairs. All right? Don't we don't need that stairs. right now. Yeah, I'm on watch. I don't need any trouble. So, but yeah. but okay. we all know this was a business thing, though. So, like, I understand people are upset because he did take somebody's spot. But, Darius, to your point as well, Darius thinks there's a chance maybe he won't stink completely. But we all know what the reality is. Like, this was – it is bullshit. We hope it's not like this. But this is just how it works. He's a Jacksonville legend. He's Tim Tebow. He's, what, earned Urban Meyer $50 million, probably more in his life. I mean, we know how it is. Rob, you know how it is. We don't like it. Hey, we don't like it. But this is, uh, you know, this is a pretty smart signing, I think, business-wise. Yeah, for sure, business-wise. Go ahead, Football-wise, I think he's got just as good a chance of making the team as anybody else that would be from 80 to 90 on that roster coming into camp. How about that, Tim Nico? Tebow. He's How been in that? shape. He's still an athlete, and he's been baseball. Ain't no telling what he bumped into oh, in that clubhouse. Oh, oh, oh. oh. hey! <laughs> hey! The issue with, uh, you know, the the reason I fell in love with football and it's something that when you're at your young age, you realize you can't hide. You can't hide on a football field. You know, you play baseball. I played baseball. I sucked. 
But guess what? They stuck me in left field. You know, it, it was all good. But I was still on the team. But they, they, they protected me a little bit. In football, you know, you're in training camp. Let's do some one-on-ones. Let's go head-to-head. Let's go one-on-one. Tackling, blocking, all that stuff. And it's it's the only sport where – that's why I probably wouldn't be a great high school coach because I'd have a parent come tell me, oh, Steve is better than John. I say, well, guess what? We're going to get these two kids together, full pads, and we'll see who's the better player. And then you can see it. You just hash it out right there. That's the one reason I love the game so much because it's so – it's it's you're either good or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and you and, think Tim's proven he's not is what you're saying. He played three years in the NFL. He doesn't even have a retirement. Okay, you know? quick, quick. I think him Dennis. lasting three years in the NFL at quarterback was tougher for him to do than, than him playing tight end because he absolutely stunk at quarterback. We saw that. Whoa! Coming, we, we, we saw that coming into the league that he wasn't going to be a good quarterback. He, listen, so, um, we did seven on seven, and he would scramble. Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. So him being a tight end, he got good just. So you're kind of making Darius's I'm point. I'm not. I'm not betting against Tim Tebow. Me neither. No he was a fish out of water at quarterback. He should have been playing tight end all along. Oh damn! Urban time. knows that. Urban wanted to make him a tight end when he was a freshman in college, yeah. but they started winning. So now Urban is trying to make it right. You're supposed to be a tight end, kid. Okay, we all have lied to you. <laughs> you're supposed to be a tight end. I think that is potentially. Sean Pate tried to get him. See, as Taysom ago. Hill, yeah. and look, he could be Taysom. Taysom Hill. Ooh. Taysom Hill runs a 4-4. Four four. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Taysom Hill, uh, his legs are the size of tree trunks, and he like is a big, strong, physical, uh, he's a basically like a very, running back. Very good. I'm telling you, like, you know, I was listening to Rex Ryan, love Rex Ryan, a lot of respect for Rex Ryan, but he was saying that Tim Tebow, you know, should make the team. Tim Tebow yes. was on the Jets with Rex Ryan as the head coach, and they wouldn't start him when they were three and six. So, you know, playing out like, of position. If you had such Rex a great knew. When you were the head coach. Why not play him when you was when you were the head coach for the Jets? Couple you know? quick things on that. Okay, Rex knew. Rex. Uh-huh. Hey, I love the guy, but he's fucking tight end. He's not. <laughs> so there, that's why we're seeing him. At, he was a. He was a. Pe- sorry, kid. Dad, this is. Uh, Earmuffs. This is uh, earmuffs. <laughs> earmuffs. Sorry about that. Uh, but Rex, you don't know what's going on. We're good. It seems like that. The, the so like um, the Rex Ryan clips with Tebow over there. He's playing PP. Okay, which could be a tight end. I mean, it would have to be a very fast tight end, but he's doing that. He has him in motion. Sanchez actually hit him right in the helmet with yeah. a ball. Oh, whatever he was running out or whatever. Wheel route hit him in the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> I don't think it was a wheel route, but I do. I do. I think we might have seen different clips, but if that did happen twice, that is fast. Tim Tebow wasn't committed to catching that ball. No. Tim Tebow thought he should have been on the other end of that pass. Now he's a mindset change. He's gone to baseball. He's learned that there's a lot of failures, okay? You're going to step into that batter's box for numerous years, and they're going to throw a curveball, and you're still maybe not going to be able to see it, yeah. and you're going to miss by a lot. But easy. Okay, we were. Come on. But he is now, I think he wants to be tight end. That doesn't change anything for you, huh? At all, that you think Tim Tebow's going to just figure it out? I think he's going to figure it out. I think there's a chance he figures it out. I think there's a good chance. I saw him play water pong. He fucking. I think Urban Meyer's going to put him in position to succeed. To succeed to the best he can. So, Nick, you don't think he's going to make the team? So, does a running back or a DB have any, like, nervousness or nerves about covering Tim Tebow in like intermediate routes? Absolutely not. Is, is a safety going to back up in coverage saying like we can't get beat over the top on a vertical go route from Tim Tebow? 
I mean, uh, that's for most times. What does that have anything to do with anything? Because he, he hasn't had a chance to play. Wait until that first. Hey, who's Jacksonville got first game? All right, I want to know. I, I want to know who Jacksonville has first game. I'm saying. No, if, I'm saying I'm saying the quarter. game. the game has changed to where your, your top tight ends in the league right now are freaking burners. And they're 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big dudes running vertical down the field, yeah, challenging corners to cover a man-to-man. They're like Tim Tebow is not going to challenge their number one corner to cover man to man. You know, like you think about Kelsey, you think about like all these tight ends that are big time players, just, you know, really good tight ends. Number one, they can run routes like receivers. So True. if he's not going to be a blocking tight end, then he has to be a very good route runner. Hey, Tim's got good feet. Remember, True. he did his jump. Oh, yeah. 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 Jump he got a good jump pass. So if he's, if he's either going to be a great blocker, which I would really highly doubt from okay. a quarterback, right. like an ex, like ex-quarterback, or he's got to be a precise route runner and be like just nasty cuts out of breaks. And I just don't think at yeah, 34 he he'd that. be that guy. Yeah, but he's Tebow. It'll be annoying as a defender, though, because I'm still going to have a five-minute practice period for a potential Tebow quarterback package. All right, Rob, we appreciate you so much. I want to let you know we will continue to stay updated on your feelings as the Tebow effect starts to take over the tight end position. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all good. uh, For all the haters out there that, uh, you know, just – you know, just for some reason, don't like me. I got Whoa. the. I got to show you the. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Man, I love that thing. I see a Rob Baker man. I got two of them too. Yeah, so if you want to see both, yeah, you know. Yeah, you can have both, but you got to hold a phone. You got to hold a phone, so you can't do both. Uh, Rob Nankovich, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I hope more Super Bowl champions do continue to do the middle finger thing. Yeah. That is quite a dunk on Twitter. Stink started that? Yeah. Well. Or was that? I'm assuming somebody else did it, but boy, Stink did it. Stink's one. He he, he was going in and out. (laughs) Made a gif out of it. (laughs) Actually. Yeah, I love it. Um, So he just thinks T-Bow's going to stink. Yeah. A lot of people think that. Not us. No way. Well, there's a chance. I wouldn't be shocked either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, what if he comes in and his hands are just out of this world? Forget the cuts and the blocking. Yeah, he we can don't, catch everything. Yeah, he's T-Bell. Yeah. Uh, all right. Put, I mean, got Jesus Urban on did the say, side. This guy's freaking ball skills are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, but then there's a bunch of film that's come out that says it, it, they aren't. <laughs> that's not true. That's yeah. not true. He's been working so, on it. That's not true. What's that? He's been working on it, though. He wasn't working on it before. Yeah, but Urban, whenever he was talking about that, was that before they signed him or after they signed him? So they only saw him, like, what, three times or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Have they even better. officially signed him? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's come officially on. signed? Yeah, come on. What are you talking about? I didn't see that. Yeah, was he? And he did. He did? When they go full yeah, yeah, pads, I think. our guy's going to try to kill him. <laughs> For, yeah. Guys on his team, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. guys are going to try to kill him, right? Yeah, especially in training camp. Yeah. For sure. You guys do that, huh? There is a couple guys on the team maybe uh, for every practice, like, hey, this guy kind of stinks, or this guy needs to learn how to practice a little bit, or is there anything like that, like tone setters almost? I mean, just like a lot of guys going to have a mindset of neat, like, you know, it's almost disrespectful oh, you put this guy out here to try and block me. You know, I mean that's just a mindset. Oh as yeah, because if you we're do, we're not trying to yeah. do stop block drills. But as a DN if you linebacker, do get blocked because it is a oh uh, in the room in yeah. the room. You met you, you fuck around be viral. <laughs> go viral. Your practice clips. Tebow pancake. Oh my, a full Earl Grey Tebow teabag pancake block. 
That'll be on the internet quicker than it happens. As soon as it happens, yeah. some reporter from a helicopter would be like, uh, Tim has learned how to block, <laughs> just like as that whole thing. And then what they don't even realize with that video going out is that person that just got uh, Tebow teabagged is about to have the worst week of their life. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. in, that, in that, oh, I couldn't even imagine. It would, by the way, I would like to make sure I reiterate. I believe that Tim Tebow uh, would, would pancake me if he was to block me. I would like to let everybody know that. And Ninkovich would be able to throw me around, but. Let's not get it twisted. This is Tim fucking Tebow. Yeah. Okay? This is Timothy Tim Tebow. Tebow. He did not maybe make it to the all-star game like he should have in baseball. I don't know why they didn't do that. The Mets actually Because he it. fucking stunk. That's why he didn't make it. <laughs> I mean, well, the Mets ownership lost the team because well, they didn't true. treat him properly. I mean, if they would have wanted to make a sideshow out of it, they could have brought him there. Like, hey, watch Tebow not be able to fucking judge a fly ball. Or just shoot him <laughs> out of a jug. <laughs> <machine>. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Right. To Nick's point, can you imagine Tebow down blocking on DeForest Buckner? Like how that's gonna go for him? Uh, if he gets down to DeForest Buckner, that would be a problem. But <laughs> there is a chance that that could happen. Speaking of tight ends, George Kittle, Greg Olson, Ooh. and Travis Kelsey have put together a tight end summit. It's going by TEU. I'm not sure if it's tight end university or uh, what it's being called, but I believe they got big Bob Tunyon involved now. Uh, Just like the, I think the, I think the, the pass rusher started this thing, right? Didn't yep, they? The, the pass rusher started this whole thing like years ago. They started having like a summit. They would all like meet up and give each other tricks of the trade. That felt like that was much more of a uh, community across team lines earlier than everybody else. Then I think like the offensive line tackles started doing it. Like the tackles mm-hmm. started meeting up. I quarterbacks have been doing it yep. for a long time yep. out there. We've heard about that in the past, but it's just kind of coming to light. So the tight ends are doing the same thing, and it's all the goats up there now. Gronk's not involved. I wonder why was. Gronk not um, asked, or did Gronk say no? Who no, is there beef in the tight end community? Wow, wow. Uh oh. Or did they think of this while he was retired, and then it kind of came to light now? Who knows? Could be any of that. How do you feel about this? Have you learned about this at all? And your just first thoughts on like uh, position heard, groups kind of yeah. coming together? Heard about it. I think uh, Greg Olson. I don't know if you said him or not, but Greg Olson. Yeah. I mean, a lot of obviously a lot of smart, great players. A lot of game. I want. I want to see some young players up there. Okay. Me, me too. Get Kyle Pitts out there. Okay, yeah, hold I agree. on. Hold I agree, on. D-Butt. Hold on, D-Butt. You were <laughs> persuaded into leading this conversation. Earlier no. today, when we were talking about this news, Connor says, George Kittle, Greg Olson, and Travis Kelsey need Kyle Pitts. That's not what I for said. For this thing to work. It's and it's like, TEU. Yeah, Kyle need Kyle Pitts. I, I was like, what? Quite a slap in the mouth, I think, <laughs> to Kittle, uh, Kelsey, and Greg Olson, you know, that they need a rookie for this thing to survive. No. You said, you said for said. this thing to work or to <laughs> survive, they, no they need. That's what you said. I didn't say that. So if we have Kelsey or Kittle or Olsen on ever again, I will remind them that you said that. No way. But I would assume that's why they're doing this, though, is to bring. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure some younger guys would be up there, pay it forward, pass that game yes. down. But know. who's making the money later? You know, let's say Kyle Pitts does go on to be a Hall of Fame tight end like the humans that are speaking in this particular conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Olsen, Hall of Fame? Should be. I put him in I mean, at least the rap, hip-hop Hall of Fame. I mean, Should be. G-Reg. Like, yeah. yeah. What you do, get hit. Might be two mm-hmm. Hall of Fames for him. Third leg. Yeah. Greg Olsen. <laughs> yeah. Now Those are Greg Olsen bars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 7-4 crew. If oh, your girl yeah. only knew. You didn't hear about this. No. It was while we were in college, I think. Or maybe right before we got in college. Uh, Miami 
uh, I think it was a freshman class. They were all staying in a dorm, and they called themselves the Seventh Floor Crew, and they put out a rap song. Yeah, it hit the internet. This is pre-social media. It Banger. was. It made its way into our Gio. locker room. Pretty, yeah, yeah. G Reg, what you do? Get head. I do it. <laughs> I forget that. So you're young tight end. Third leg. Third leg. Yeah, the true. True. Yeah. I got to start a DB summit down in Florida. That's what I'm there saying. Well, that's kind of happening, right? Uh, Ryan Clark is, has some. Yep, he got, he got um, his DB Precision. And I feel and like the, I feel like there's those individual workout groups that happen down in Florida a lot. A lot. It feels like a lot of wide receivers are starting to work out together. I think this is good for the game. Now, this does go to the point of people saying, though, that, um, you know, like, you're supposed to hate your opponents. Like, why are you trying to make other people it's good? Not you're not life. making – that's not real life in 2021. But there's people that will say that. And I think when the pass rushers started doing it, um, if I do recall, and this might be wrong because I do believe this was years ago, there were some offensive tackles that came out and said, oh, isn't that nice that my fucking guy <laughs> yeah. is helping a guy that I'm going to have to play against two times a year? Good. Hey, way no, Super no nice. Way, way to go. Yeah. And I remember then, uh, Tom Bali, he kind of pulled um, one of the Bosa brothers, the older, the yeah, older Joey. one. And, yeah, yeah, Joey Bosa to the side him. after the game was giving him some game. And I saw it. I was kind of like, you know, just the optics. Obviously, that's a division rival. You're Gaming him up, he's already a dog, and you're gaming him up. If I'm his quarterback, I'm looking at him like, "What the doing? hell are we doing?" <laughs> hell, but yeah, that was the initial reaction, yeah. I think. By like, and then tackles started doing it. By mm-hmm. the way, and then now everybody else is starting to do it. So you can see how some fans think to themselves, like, "Well, why are we working with each other?" And and I like it because the highlights that come out of some of these practices, and I would assume whenever you're playing against the absolute best every day, you're becoming your best, which also makes your team better. So, like, there's different ways to view that whole thing. But I did not, like, I worked alone. Hey, I I bought a house with a yard. I worked alone. I did not, yeah. I'd show up at the camps, do some things. But whenever I got incredibly high in my backyard working Mm -hmm. on things, I wanted nobody else around. I didn't like working around anybody. You ever play high? No. I I didn't want to fuck up and then, like, you know, feel like I let people down because I was high. Because you're high. Probably should have, though. I know some players who play who can't play without being high. Well, that's what and I, I know think. some players who can't play at all while being high, so it's different. Situation. Hindsight, I think I probably should have. Would have been locked in. To mm-hmm. be honest, I think I probably should have. But if you do that and you fuck up, it's like, well, did is it, I? Is it, is it because I was high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, I couldn't yeah, sleep. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Like, in my backyard where I'm just fucking with things, it's like, Okay, I can try to, you know, I can, like, do some stuff. But when it came to, like, games and stuff like that, I was like, I can't. It'd be tough for me to sleep at night if I fuck up here. Mm -hmm. But I also know, same to you, some guys will go out there and they felt like we weren't giving it. Hey, I wasn't giving my all if I didn't do that. And then Marshawn comes out and says, you know, he took a shot of Hennessy or two shots of Hennessy before the game. It's like, I don't know if fans had any idea that this shit was happening. But this is, the game you're watching out there is filled with a lot of, Incredible human beings. When's the last time you talked to Zibakowski? I've seen him. Is he fighting? What's Zibby? What's Zib? First day. I used to take a shot with him before practice. Zibic and also, <laughs> hey, and also, not just practice. I walked in first day of training camp. He was sitting in the lobby area with TV. He was the first person at training camp. We had just signed him. He had, he had, uh, I think two Guinnesses next to him or whatever. And it was middle of the day. There was about to be some meeting and something like that. I walked in. I'm like. Oh, what's up, dude? I'm Pat. You know, nice to meet you. It's his first time. Oh, what's up? Tom Zero, Tommy, whatever, however, I forget how he did it. He was such a cool guy. Cool as shit. Cool, cool fucking shit, guy. Yeah. Now, I do believe he has since come out and had to battle against some... Um, Alcoholism? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, shit. Probably shouldn't have 
Talk about that. Dude. Thanks, D-Bot. No, but I think he has told all this story. He has told all this stuff. Oh, okay. He, I think he had a Sports Illustrated article about him and, and okay. the whole thing. Because now he's a firefighter back in uh, Chicago. Oh, nice. He's like, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's like a full thing. But he was a fucking legend, that guy. He was a very, oh, yeah. very cool teammate. He was a very, very cool teammate. And whenever he was, what, a senior at Notre Dame, he sold out Madison Square Garden and knocked a motherfucker out and got like a $35,000 payday. And the NCAA had to allow him to do it because he had to like do this entire thing. Yeah, I think it was like 35 or 40,000. Incredible. Legend. Locked a, knocked a dude out. Yeah. Legend. Oh, yeah. Great Legend. athlete Legend. here, by the way. Oh, yeah. This guy. Great athlete. He was a punt returner. He had several punt returns for touchdowns and uh, pick, like pick sixes at Notre Dame his last year, I remember. He was at Baltimore, right, for a while? Yep. And then we he came to the Colts. He came to, I'm, not, I'm not sure where he went after Indy. But, uh. but you know, you see people getting to, to fights at, uh, at ball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. see people in fights at ball games. Of course, you they assume, will punch you in the mouth. Where there's no, hey, they will punch you right in the mouth. Okay, okay let's remember that as we go back into society. I had a conversation, FaceTime with somebody in New York this morning. Horns honking. Mm-hmm. What? People yelling. Okay. Back in New York. No mask. Ooh. He walked in and out of a building. People were walking by. No mask. Whoa. I was like, is New York, excuse me, I, I, this is my first time, is New York like all the way back or whatever? And he's like, yeah, that CDC announcement yesterday, everybody saw it in their apartments, were like, yep, bang. I guess last night it was even like all the way back. Oh, it feels like things are really starting to, nature is healing. We beat COVID, dude. Yeah! Darius, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to really celebrate beating COVID yet, but go ahead and let it out if you want to. There's, there's going to be people that are going to be mad at you, but I mean, there's a lot of indications saying we beat COVID. That's yeah. awesome. What I'll a long... Well, you're not happy. You're not I, convinced. I mean, I'm just... Oh, you're, you're cautiously... Cautious, I'm cautious. You're cautious about I'm everything cautious. that happened. Well, by the way, I did think we were... Uh, you know, coming out of our houses a couple of different times through this entire thing. Oh, yeah. And that did change dramatically and very quickly. So, yeah. I, I guess. Mean, I've been in South, I've been in Florida, too. So, we've been it's acting like we beat COVID all over. And we've been celebrating for a year now. Let's go to Christian in Louisville. Uh, Louisville. Uh, how should I pronounce that, Christian? Louisville, that's what I thought. Uh, Louisville, uh, what's going on, pal? Great work with the Kentucky Derby. Can we keep the steroids out of the horses? <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, I, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. I lost a lot of money on that. I bet you did, Christian. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about week four and CL Seahawks versus Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz coming in. Uh, I haven't really been a big fan of Carson Wentz. I've been a long time in defense. I mean, he can't. What happened? Goddamn parents and Charlie Brown. What happened? I, uh, Christian, call back again. I hope sometime. But I don't. We don't know if that's us or you. I'm gonna be honest. But if that's you, figure it the fuck out. Yeah, it sounded like he was covering the phone. If it's us, I'm not sure we're gonna be able to figure that one out. I, <laughs> no. I don't think that has happened to us just yet. Checking the wires. Yeah, let's go to Carter in Cleveland. Carter, what's going on? What's up, Pat? Happy Feel Good Friday. Can you guys hear me good? Yeah, yeah you sound yeah. great. So that was, was Christian as well. Can't wait to talk to you again. Figure it the fuck out over there. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you, Christian. What do you want to talk about, Carter? Uh, well, first thing, I want to talk about this golf bet for a second. Thank you. Go ahead. You, got, you and AJ could spice it up a little bit. 20 mil. Maybe keep the 20 mil. Forget the 20 mil. AJ's a billionaire, so it doesn't really matter. True. True. I think you should go with 
having AJ give you one of the most enthusiastic IOs of all time if you make that cut. No, I'll take the twenty million. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be part of the package. I will, I will take. I will take the twenty million. Thank you, though, Carter. I appreciate that. I will That's try. That's a lock. Twenty. Come oh, on. Come on. Debunk. Oh, thank on, you. Man. That's a lot, bro. I got people on the internet telling me that AJ is so right, and I'm a fucking idiot. I'm like thirty. What? Now, granted, every day I talk about it and don't do anything. Those years are shortening. You know. <laughs> so, so at some point. I think AJ and everybody else assumes I will do this for 29 to 30 years and say, I got one more year to do this thing. Maybe, but now with 20 million on the backside of this thing. Mm-mm. Now there's initiative. Now there's a reason to go get it. Getting a simulator in a new office. Just, yeah. That was disrespectful Thank by you. AJ. I think so too. Was he was number five overall pick though. He is naturally disrespectful. He's a disrespectful guy. Yeah. Got him a long way. Darius Butler is in the studio with us. Sir. Boston Connor, Ty Schmidt, the boys are back in Indianapolis. AJ Hawk should be joining us here in a few moments. I, I wanted to address something that happened yesterday uh, in our after hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. In the after hours, uh, a video was dropped into the screen right behind us on this LED board we have at the Tampa Bay uh, FanDuel Beach House. It's nicer than what our studio. Yes, what it is. Yeah, it's nicer than our studio Crazy. back in the office. It's at this at this house that Down we have here. right here. Doesn't make much sense. We agree. But that's how this business operates. A video was dropped in here of uh, a Padres fan walking <laughs> over to a Rockies fan. Yep. And with one swing of a right hand connected to button on uh, polo wearing, <clears throat> there was a... Uh, a casualty. Oh, yeah. A dead body situation. Right. A sleep. bag of bones situation. Mm-hmm. A sleep cuz situation. A night night situation. A knockout situation. And that immediately led to us reacting and informing everybody like, hey, as we do roll back into society, let's remember that this is out there. Right. Okay. Some people, as Darius Brother said, you know, I... Ain't about your bullshit, okay? That, like, some people ain't gonna be about your bullshit. You've been in your house, you've been quarantined, you've been locked down. Like, you're gonna go out there back in the real world. There's gonna be some people that potentially aren't about your bullshit. And now the story's coming out. Allegedly, he said, Why don't you come down here? Calls this guy down, allegedly. Yep. And he walks, I guess, like 15 rows, they said. The people had heard the entire interaction. And he walked right over this guy, knocked him the fuck out. Oh. Glasses Bro, end he, up, rose down, his body tumbles. His friend pushes him, actually. What are you doing? And just bowling pulls him down. See you later. He's at. And by the way, I want to let everybody who's that, know. Who's that dude right there? Which dude? At the end. That's a friend. Oh, this oh, is his on. friend coming I wish around. Death for hey, why'd you fucking hit him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you did walk for 25 minutes to get here. And, uh, dude, never been in a fight before. Ever. In life. This guy down here had no idea he was potentially about to get punched in the face. I think the Padres guy, by the way, if we want to dive deeper into it, I think he knew this guy had never been in a fight before. Yeah. I think he knew this guy's never been in a fight before. He said, I'm going to act as if we are not going to throw punches. This guy doesn't think this is ever going to happen. And I'm going to knock him the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he did a little film study during his walk over there. Yeah. His glasses. Those though. glasses. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, the first video we watched was uh, from uh, uh, somebody named Blake Everly, and we did not know that because the video had been spread so much by the time it got to us. This video, I'm not 100 sure who, which angle this came from, uh, but to the guy that got knocked out's defense, <laughs> did not file charges. Said, okay. hey, 
My nope. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I fucking was I asking. I was asking for I it. Had one too many Coors Lights. Okay. I, I was asking for it. We tapped the Rockies up here. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the game. I've been in lockdown. Maybe it was. Uh, I didn't know how to act, and now I learned. He's not pressing charges. Everybody there has basically said that they were yelling at each other from like sections across from each other, and then they called it over. So our natural reaction to be like, boom, guy deserved it, moved on is the actual truth, but maybe we jumped to that too quickly in some people's eyes. Joining us now, uh, some people told me that I should not be promoting violence. It's like, I'm not promoting violence. I'm raising awareness that it fucking exists. (laughs) It exists out there. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. What's going on, dude? What's happening, man? Good video. I'm glad the guy's not pressing charges. Me too. Maybe the coolest thing I've seen happen in society in a long, long time. Is he... I like the fact, too, that his friends are probably like, nah, we all know you. Hey, yeah. hey, listen. You asked... You did ask for it. Yeah. I mean, you told him. You told him, come down here. <laughs> yeah. I bet you won't. And he did that. So I like that. Maybe this will... Maybe post-quarantine, it's like, hey, if you deserve something and you get it, just kind of let society figure it out and let's just move along. Just what if moving. this... What if we... Hey, what if this guy, who is an obvious... <laughs> Obvious asshole, okay, yeah. obvious, had this epiphany moment that leads us all into this, and maybe this is what the world becomes. You get pop, you pop off at the mouth or something, you do something wrong, we take care of it, we move along, we never do it again. Okay, that's crazy. That's crazy if that's what's going to happen. I like it, though. I fucking love it, AJ. I'm on the side of this forever. Uh, let's see, uh, I guess, in future fights that we're going to see as arenas and stadiums start getting more and more capacity there. Let's see if people start suing. If the loser it maybe is, is less likely to sue now post-COVID. Isn't it funny? All right, listen, you get in here, you're at a sporting event. Remember, you can get knocked out. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the, rule, the, hey, the, the unwritten post-quarantine rules are you cannot sue about Can't it. Do it. Nope. If you deserve it, you get it. This is a judge, jury, and executioner yeah. thing in here. This is Roger Goodell in here. Yeah. Get waivers. Waivers. He waivers on the way into the stadium. Hey, if you get your ass whooped in here. Hey, by the way. Not liable. We don't want people getting jumped that don't deserve it. Okay, that is not so. If that happens, obviously, the law should come in and help you and everything like that. And we hope you're okay. But if, you're, if this is a classic, fuck you, no, fuck you, you're terrible. No, you're terrible. And there's already an audience. Yeah, and this whole thing's happening. That's the jury right there. And guess what? They just saw the outcome. Okay, so let's just move along. Uh, I was getting attacked. Yeah, buddy. Doesn't the dude who got knocked out, though, look like an older fellow who came up in one of the great generations that was like, hey, if you get your ass beat, that's on you. We're not going to we're not going to sue people. Okay, let's go back to it. I I didn't get the point that I didn't think he was older. Did you get that? I, I thought that oh. he was he wasn't like Foxy's generation. Oh, you're saying he's potentially our age. Do not bring yeah. me into this. Oh. The guy that punched for sure looks like he's my age. Who are these guys then? Oh, oh, oh a zoom 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 buddies. Oh, new video. You think he's older? I say forty. Yeah, I was gonna say forty, mid forties. Around yeah. forty. Uh, that's what you're, you're not saying like the the greatest so, generation. So so no 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 no, no, no. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he was action. a nom or anything, but <laughs> Foxy generation. By, y'all bought that action. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's right. Now, I don't know who that guy is, and I assume he is going to get asked to fight in a rough and rowdy or something <laughs> yeah. like that. He'll probably make money off of this because he does have heavy hands, very apparently, <laughs> yeah. and has uh, good aim on that. But no charges will be pressed. Let's move along. AJ, I don't know if you heard in the last hour, and we will move into some things like George Kittle, Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey starting a tight end summit. Your thoughts on this? Had a conversation off air with D-Butt there. You know, if the tight ends do all get on the same page and they become a tight group, 
you know that whole contract situation with tight ends getting paid mm. what tight ends get paid and wide receivers get paid what wide receivers get paid and tight ends have really become much more of a hybrid wide receiver than a hybrid offensive lineman which is what it used to be whenever these standards were made almost for contracts i i now listen i've we have not talked to anybody in there. I have no idea if that is a motive. But if all the great tight ends come together, you would assume business is going to be talked about, right, AJ? You assume business is going to mm-hmm. be talked about. And I assume in the tight end world, the biggest business dispute is whenever they get labeled a tight end as opposed to the wide receivers in which they are probably out catching and out producing a large majority of the wide receivers in the NFL, these top tight ends. It's, that could potentially be a fallout of this whole thing as well. Well, and I think having Greg Olson involved too, he could be one of the guys that could easily say, "Hey, man, we have all you guys are the top of the top when it comes to tight ends. If you guys stick together, we can kind of reset the market when whoever is up next. Let's make sure we don't give in here and there." I guess it's just really hard though. Like, how many guys can you get though to kind of stick by that? And, you only and stay need the guys, right? You only in five. that position. There's yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah, you think probably too, five, six. I mean, they should get Darren Waller up there too. Did he he's going. He's going. Oh, he's yep. he's going. Hawkinson's going. Big oh, yeah. Bob Tunyon's, Tunyon's going. going. Oh, they're definitely talking business. Up, and, yeah. and Connor, you said that this wouldn't exist without Kyle Pitts. Well, that's not what I said, but I, <laughs> I do think that there is value in bringing the next generation of possibly you know those top tier guys yeah. down there. Yeah. His contract though, four years from now, but getting him in there learning him up about the business and everything what if that is now we don't know if this is the case but anytime you get a large group of professional athletes together in one position i'd assume business does get discussed and maybe it's not individual contracts because you don't want to pocket watch or anything like that but the overall how can we continue to grow the tight tight end day there's national tight end day now i think they were kind of behind that this group they're marketing behind that merch behind that i'd assume contracts franchise tags things like that they in the new NFL, the NFL that has gotten rid of your forehead to jaw, okay, AJ? <laughs> yeah. They've gotten rid of that football. That doesn't happen anymore. And D-butt, uh, broken uh, <laughs> forearm yeah. play. They got rid- they've moved on in uh, from football, and it's it still has big hits. It's still violent. There's still going to be physicality, but it's much different. The tight end position, I think, has changed the most on the offensive side be over everything. They've become the premier almost position to have there for a long time. That business side has to catch up. I assume that is also going to be something that happens here. Good for them, by the way. And the fans are not going to be happy if that's all this is. Yeah. If that's what this is, they're going to be like, of course they want more money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, doesn't it seem like it's like a skill? Th- it's like the it's like when outside rushers get together and they work on they learn little tricks that each each guy has for tight ends, like yeah, you might be. You're going to be playing against these guys, but you're not directly going against them. So you're only going to make each other better. Okay, so we did talk about that last hour. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, when it started, it was pass rushers. I think started this thing. Summits. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they started. Offensive tackles immediately after that did come out and say like, "Oh, big shout out to my All Pro teammate for helping." Uh, some guy who's not an all-pro yet and I have to play two times a year try to take my... It, it became like a little bit of that thing and then everybody else started... The tackle started to do it and everybody else started to do it. Do you think becoming the best you, learning you, is help? it helps your team more than somebody else potentially learning a trick of the trade that they could learn somewhere else? I think obviously, right? Like you becoming the best yeah. you possible is good for your team in the most possible way. Yeah, I mean, in the offseason, I always like to work with other other guys, especially at the same position, learning shit from other guys. Like you said, you, you work solo. Like I would hate doing that as a player. It's like it's, it's, it's no, I learn more from players than I ever did from – well, I would say ever, but in a pro level than I did from coaches. Yeah, well, and I think that ha- – who's the best coach you've ever had? 
Do you have somebody? Ooh, I mean, Belichick. But uh, I'm mean, like <laughs> fucking right. I, mean, Bel- I had some good coaches along the way, though. I've had a really good defensive coordinator in college, Todd Orlando, Pittsburgh native. Uh, of he, course, he used to call us Jagoffs. Oh, uh, nice. But, uh, hey, Dick, you hear this yeah. Jagoff? <laughs> He's the DC out in, at USC now. But um, I had some great coaches along the way, man. Scott Lackatos, um, like I said, Bell at Ron Rivera. Uh, how how was coach, he? Man. How was Ron Rivera? Ron was cool. I was with him his first year as a coach. So, you know, just like with Chuck, Chuck. Um, Chuck would be another great coach, obviously. But, um, you know, they're learning it. You know, because you're going from – it's good. It's cool seeing a coach go from a coordinator position to that head coach position like that first year because now you got to deal with all the other bullshit. You're not just um, focused on football and blitzes and coverage and shit like that. So, it's different. But uh, I had some great coaches along the way. AJ, um, whenever you saw – other players, like let's say the offensive lineman. What if your best friend on the offensive line, who was it? Josh? Yeah, City, you could say, I guess. <clears throat> let's say Sitton was helping out a Chicago Bear offensive lineman saying, hey, Fair this enough. is how you beat A.J. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you beat. It, I, I'd assume there would be a little bit of pettiness in you, or no, there wouldn't be at all. I mean, yeah, that's a little different than going out and showing <laughs> the guy how you run I'm a certain saying. pass route or what kind of release you like. But if you're sitting there telling them, like, hey, if you're, let's say you're at one of those those pass rush summits and you're, you're working with another guy and he's like, hey, man, you're, you're le- whoever your left tackle is on your team, he's like, what do you, what does he really, what does he hate the most? And then you're like, hey, you know, he, he likes oh, to act yeah, like he yeah, likes to get yeah. bold, but he despises when you bowl him. Don't so ever, like, if you want to beat him, bowl him. That's not happening, I don't think. So there has to be That's a happening. That's for sure happening. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Right. That's that- why you- <coughs> But that's why you need to have a good relationship with your teammates. For I think, sure, too. exactly, because that's that's happening. Because you know we have personal relationships that, for a lot of us, mean more trust in our relationship to the team. You know, that's like your, you know, you're yeah. going out there, you want to win, and you're going to do everything to win. But if this is my friend, like if I'm, if, I, hey, I've known you since I was yeah. ten years old. <laughs> ten years. If old. this is my boy, I'm t- yeah, like yeah. But now we, I, I've never gotten to specifics like, hey, when you're guarding him. But I mean, we're definitely going to give each other. You know, the tricks of the trade. You know, everything we got. That's definitely happening. You wouldn't get pissed, AJ. No. I, I'd be all right because I, I would say, hey, everything that you, you want to work on, like, you can watch me on film. Like, it, There's no secrets. It's all on film, really. I you agree. can tell, like, what my mindset is, what I don't like, Facts. what I might like. I agree. But you can see it. Yeah. I agree. But by the way, you can bypass a lot of the film study if you just go right to it. Um, Logan Paul beat the hell out of the Gronkowski brothers uh, yesterday. Did you see this? I don't know if this was yesterday or when this was. Did you see this, AJ? Yeah, I, I was impressed with how jacked the, the Gronk brothers are, too. Yeah, they're definitely jacked. I mean, Chris Gronkowski, former team. Were you with? Uh, no. I was with Gronk. Chris? No, I was uh, with Rob. Rob. I was with Chris and Indy. Cool guy. Very cool guy. But the Gronkowskis are their thing. I guess this particular piece of content was Rob invited them to his house in Tampa to have fun or something like that. Hey, we're going to have a good time. Then they got there, and all of a sudden, Logan Paul was fighting them all, and they've never boxed before. They look bad. You know who looked good? Logan Paul. Yeah. Hey, Logan Paul looked like he was fucking Floyd Mayweather in there. Hammers coming at that face. Now, the Gronks did not look fantastic, but that happened. Um, Tom Brady says he was still trying to figure out how to call plays halfway through the year last year. We talked about this going into last year as Tom Brady hits free agency for the first time in 20 years and goes to Tampa Bay. We talked about how 
Tom Brady was going to take his offense to Tampa Bay, and they were going to have to change. And then we talked to Bruce Arians. We talked to Clyde Christensen. I think Tom Brady even came out and said it numerous times. He was like, no, no, no. I'm the one that's going to have to change. Actually, for 20 years, it was kind of fun that everybody had to come to me to learn stuff. Now it's been fun for me to go talk to people to learn stuff about their offense. He said that whenever he was getting play calls, he would read them off his – uh, his uh, sleeve thing and as he was reading them aloud he would have to try to figure out and visualize what the hell the play was he said it's like speaking English for 20 years and then being told hey this is Spanish or you got to learn something in Spanish and he says my brain doesn't work that way I'll start with you AJ and then uh, Darius you can follow up what was he talking about there is it that big of a deal is it because every little thing is changing the concept the concepts remain the same but the words are different is that why it's so difficult for everybody well, I would assume he's using com completely different terminology in Tampa that he did in New England for 20 years. And I think with his system in New England and McDaniels, like it, it was talk to anybody that played there on offense. Like, it was Brady had a shorthand like, for everything. There's code words for all of that. It's almost like code words it, for code words. Yeah, it's, it's morphed into this thing that like I think would be very difficult to come in and learn later on. Obviously, it's tough for, for guys to do that. They can do it, though. Tom obviously is a big help. But yeah, it makes sense. It's we, we've used that. That, that term all the time, like, hey, it's like learning a different language when you're going from one scheme to another. Same things, yes, it's all labeled differently. So how does your brain flip that around and learn how, how do you know how do you learn those that new terminology the fastest i guess darius uh does defense have this type of shit and is that hard to go from place to place or is it all basically the same language yeah i mean first of all this is very discouraging for the league it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a yeah. 17 and 0 repeat type season that one season that got away from him i see him coming back and probably doing some shit like that he wasn't even speaking the language halfway through got the same coordinator coming back on all three phases, so that's damn, that's tough. But uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of same thing on defense. Um, you know, people use you got the same fundamentals to the defense, but people use a different different terminology. That's a big uh big adjustment. So like AJ played for Dom, and I know their their shit was crazy. But if you go to a simpler defense, it it may be oh, it's a simple defense on paper. But if you you learn a language, it's gonna be tough. So that's like the spread offenses. What's it? Got? How how mummy? How mummy? His uh, he was, was like kind of the creator of the air raid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. XFL coach too, Jesus Christ! Come on, dude. Mike Leach, like this, Mike Leach yeah. disciple, or Mike Leach came under him. Yeah, he's Graham Harrell. Yeah, he's above Mike Leach. So like, he created the air raid offense. Mike Leach then kind of uh, made it. This is college football stuff. And then you know, this is when the offense Dana Holgerson falls in there. Graham Harrell's in there. There's like a the air, okay. the, the new offense basically that is happening now. In the NFL okay. as well, by the way, it's kind of transitioning in there. The whole spread offense type thing. He has one word play calls. Like that was his, I got a chance to call an XFL game. He has one word play calls. And then you'll hear like John Gruden and it's like a 14 paragraph <laughs> thing. What is that? Why is that happen? I don't know football well enough to know. I've asked that. Hey, I've asked that of air raid coaches. I asked Graham Harrell that one time when he was coaching in North Texas. I mean, he has the same thing. Like they can use one word to describe a whole route combination and the protection depending on like what time of the game. Why is. doesn't said, everybody can, do that? I said, I asked that. I said, why doesn't everybody do this, Graham? And he's like, I don't know, because you put a bunch of words in there, it makes you sound smarter. I was like, okay, maybe that's it. <laughs> Damn. Was that a Southern accent right there, by the way? We had English and <laughs> yeah. Southern wow. on our AJ. Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. That's real, though. Why is that? Why, Like, when How Mummy said... Uh, They're descriptive. If you listen to Gruden explain yeah. it, it does make sense when he says, like, every word means something. It's all describing what this motion is, what the protection may be. But, yeah, if you could condense it, 
Why wouldn't you? So he wants yeah. to be able to change each individual position. X this, yeah, Y exactly. this. And H just tagging different shit. But that language is probably spoken on 10 other teams in the league. So that's why you see a lot of players kind of go from different, different teams, but the same coaching tree. So Jim Sorgi, backup for Peyton for a long time, mm-hmm. he went over to Eli immediately after went over to Eli at the Giants or whatever. I was like, oh, he's probably just like, that's just the same exact situation. Fitting, like, yeah. hey, this is exactly what it is. And that was the first time I realized like, oh, so when people are like, for instance, Blake Bortles, Nathaniel Hackett, I guess they have a relationship. So that's why he was brought in there because he already understands mm-hmm. it. He gets it. That's uh, hey, once again, goes back to, you know, it's who you know. Right. Uh-huh. Hey, it's relationships. Who you know. It is who you know. We got to gotta remember. We don't like it, AJ. We don't <laughs> fucking like it. Okay, maybe you do because what? Epstein lived right down the road. Yeah, right? Len Wax. Wessler. That's false. But what if, hey, also, though, that coach has to be impressed with you enough to bring you back wherever their new spot is. Yes. Drew Stanton, for instance. A.Q. Shipley. He was with Bruce Arians everywhere Bruce was. Every single place. Shit, Chase Daniels. What is he going to, like, year yeah. 12, 13? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of those old vets, you know, because. He's they, never played. No, yeah, that's the thing. Played, Chase has never played. Yeah. Really. That's, that's, he was a holder, okay. For the <laughs> I know, but I'm saying that's. Backup quarterbacks can last forever sometimes when they don't play a bunch, yeah, when they don't ever really start. And by the way, you don't really get exposed. Yeah. Sorgi. Sorgi had that position because Peyton never was coming out of the lineup. I'm like, this is the greatest gig ever. Sorgi, though, Sorgi. Uh, Genius. He, he had yeah. notebooks on top of notebooks uh, on top of notebooks of stuff that was like homework assignments, I think. I'm not. I, I'm I, don't, sure. I don't know if Sorgi's ever come out, but it did feel as if all the backup, and I think I've said this 10 times before, Curtis Painter was my roommate um, for rookie training camp or whatever, and then I kind of got a chance to hang out with him there a good bit for after that, same class, both seventh-round picks, I think. No, he might have been a sixth-round pick. But anyways, he had homework assignments from Peyton immediately, and I was like, oh, this is what the backup quarterback. Oh, I thought you just kind of were competing for the job. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. No, no, I, I got, like, homework. and I got Hey, that's a pat. Hey, that's another reason why I don't like quarterback competitions. Instead of you both competing for that job, that backup, if they have a defined role, like they absolutely support and help that starter. Darius, I'm not sure if you – What type of homework assignments, though? Uh, like what is this DB doing? Like w- when his feet are uh, like this. When his feet are like this, what is happening? Like all the little oh, – wow, okay. Because Peyton's watching his shit, and then I guess like backup quarterbacks potentially. I'm not 100% sure if that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, it makes But it makes felt like that sense, was yeah. the type of detail that I was overhearing whenever I was listening to the conversation. Was I, like, I know that happens during the game for sure. Yeah, like, on the sideline? Yeah, the quarterbacks on the side. Hey, what you seeing out there when they're doing this, how they're rotating, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so they're, I mean, it was quarterbacks trying to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to think about that whenever you were lining up? I assume every yeah. single coverage you have to make sure your feet are either the exact same or never the same in certain coverages. Well, it depends, honestly, on the quarterback because a lot of the quarterbacks, they're trying to figure that shit out. So you show them single <laughs> high and rotate the split safety. That's enough for a lot of guys. But a guy like Peyton, A-Rod, Tom. you know, Tom, obviously, like you, you almost try to make – well, we used to try to make more things look similar. So we're running the same coverage. But pre-snap in our alignment, we want to look the same in that. So Because you're not going to trick him. You're not going to trick those guys. So Peyton, for instance, we played him in uh, New England. Every coverage we ran as corners, we lined up like two yards off the, off the receiver. We would play our cover twos from there. We would have to play our mans that week from there. We'll play a cover three from there. But from the quarterback standpoint, it'll all look the same. And like we talked about a couple episodes so ago, um, the front as well. Some quarterbacks read that. Fr- those type of quarterbacks Aaron. can read the front. You know, it's like it's probably three, five of those at most who could read it like that. That's awesome because the DBs think they got to figure it out. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Listen, we'll just fucking disguise. We'll just stay right here. We'll do the exact same. And the quarterbacks are like, it seems like the DBs have figured it out. Who hasn't? Oh, the D-line. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, like, yeah, the, that's sure. like the process of the quarterback. That's awesome. The game at the NFL, and I don't think enough people really appreciate this or whatever. Okay, so we have some breaking news. There's, it's high level. So whenever you just assume somebody's going to make it Gio. from college to the NFL, like that is not, not necessarily the case. It is football at the highest, highest, yeah. highest level. And the game's only getting better and better, too, yeah. so there's more and more shit learned. It was an honor to watch people work. Greg Olson has responded to our conversation about Kyle Pitts and the future of the tight ends. He said the young guys will be well represented. Thank God. Bad news for DBs. Hey, Greg Olson, I want to let you know, Greg. There's a guy right over here with a mustache who said, uh, Greg Olson doesn't need to fucking be here. Yeah, we need Kyle Pitts. That's not true. I didn't say that, Greg. I'm glad that you are empowering the youth of this league. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get to a break. We'll get back on the other side. AJ will answer some phone calls, wrap up this Feel Good Friday. Shout out to CBDMD. AJ. Yeah, I want to talk about Ninkovich, too, on here. I saw a few clips of <laughs> Okay, so we'll talk Ninkovich. We'll also talk. Did you see the thirst trap this dude put out last oh, night on Instagram? I, I did not know. AJ, what? don't go on Instagram. Come on, man. AJ, he's an that's, influencer. Yeah, you don't know. That's what you think. That's you what don't he know. wants you to think. Uh, Never bro, know. He, he's on the internet more than any of us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this dude also, though, hey, AJ, he is, hey. Yeah, I know. Dude, he's got, he's on something, dude. Uh-huh. We know, I know it. Good. Okay, he knows well, it. Good, he looks good. When the sage, Take man. more of it. Can't fuck this dude. How y'all doing? Let's get to a break. Look at that thirst trap, AJ. Oh, my God. Look, this is what we need out of you. It, Miller Lite was looking for that. Yeah. yeah. AJ. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, look at you should go play DB. I mean, that's scary. That's, oh, that's a throwback Thursday, man. No, but he looks. Listen, and you came after me for saying this fucking the last time. He looks, he looks bigger now than he did right in this. He looks like a child in this photo compared to what he looks like now. Okay, this was like heartthrob throwback for this yeah. guy. He's a grown ass fucking man now. He might be playing goddamn defensive end if he wants to. Yeah. Oh god. So you just you're trying to get him to post more thirst traps? Is that what you're doing? I told him it was perfect Instagram. I mean that was perfect. He stirred a sh- he stirred a pot with a stirred bunch of pot. fucking dudes too. He's yeah. like, listen, if I'm fucking looking at your girl, don't worry about it, King. <laughs> Focus on yourself. Focus That's on right. yourself, King. So he's it was perfect Instagram. It was perfect Instagram. Hey, social media is fake, guys. It's fake. No, what you put wow. out there. It's all wow. real, baby. That's legit. That soaper body wash you're using, it's shit. Really? Yep. It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. Love that. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. That means natural cleansers and nourishing ingredients that are actually great for your skin. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural, manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum and cedar citrus, you're never going to have a boring shower ever again, Ty. I love that. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, just like the hundreds... 
hundreds, hundreds of thousands of other guys out there. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up at your door. It's super easy. They've also got a full lineup of personal care goods like deodorant, hair care, and toothpaste. Oh, nice. Shout out to Dr. Squatch. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when you go to drsquatch.com and enter code DSCPAT. Okay. Dr. Squatch. That's, that's drsquatch.com. D R S Q U A T C H.com. Code D S C P A T for 20% off on orders of $20 or more. What's the C there? Because Squatch has a Q. True. Hmm. Anyways, doesn't matter. You get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when you go to drsquatch.com and use promo code DSCPAT. I can't wait to try this. This sounds unbelievable, actually. Yeah, there's a bar sitting out there. I smelled the pine tar one. It is. It smells delicious. And by the way, whenever you use soap, obviously your entire shower becomes like a sauna, like a steam room almost of that smell. Dr. Squatch said, we're looking out for that. You smell like a champion. And it's none of the harsh bullshit chemicals that everybody else is giving you. Good for your skin. Thank you, Dr. Squatch. We appreciate that. DrSquatch.com, promo code DSCPAT. No spaces. Don't know what it means, but it gets you 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Dude, the big news today is the announcement of the Tight End Summit. Tight End University, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Greg Olson have put together a Tight End Summit to work together with the best tight ends in the league. This is a report via Adam Schefter. He also put a link, I think, for people to sign up. Big Bob Tunyon also involved in this thing. TJ Hawkinson involved in this thing. A lot of the tight ends that you have heard about across the NFL, which has become such an incredibly important position, uh, is in it except for Gronk. No, Gronk. Ah, it's weird. What's that all about? They don't want him. Gronk chilly. Or he's up to stuff. Yeah, maybe he's You think Gronk something. is just like, guys, I would love to, you know, I'd love to go to war for the tight ends if that's any go spend time doing this, but I'm also a white tiger in the offseason. That's right. I'm setting up fights about <laughs> Logan Paul and my brothers here. I got my own business basically going on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I cannot commit as much. I'd assume Gronk will get involved at some point, but it feels like uh, these summits are becoming a very, very cool thing. Other than that, not really much to talk about. Joining us, ladies and gentlemen, maybe to break some news and change all that, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Yeah. Darius Butler is down here in studio as well as the Toxic Table and the boys back in Indianapolis. Uh, A.J., the chat was saying something about your hair. Did you do something different with your hair today? I don't know. I don't think so. Looks like you dyed it. It does kind of. Did you dye your hair? No, should I? Which I dye, like jet black maybe? Yeah. Well, it kind of does. I think it's a shadow thing that's going on, but I guess the YouTube comment section have been popping off about the the new hair look for you. Oh, I didn't know it was new. I need I need to get a haircut actually. Huh. Oh. Dye it blue. Maybe dye it black. Oh. Maybe do I mean get the eyelash too, like or the eyebrows too, like yeah. I did for Vince yeah. McMahon last week, which you'll find in the vlog that debuts in fifty-five minutes and fourteen seconds from Woo. now. Uh, new Foxy production will be right here live. I think it's actually going to be in a premiere. I'm not sure how it works. I think you'll just automatically watch it if you're watching this show live. It'll go right to the premiere, but it might not too. So I'm not 100 percent sure. This is a brand new thing. Uh, Friday, May 14th, Darius Butler. Your thoughts on the the week that was? Uh, 
the sporting world. This NFL schedule was a big deal. We have a couple of the key games here. Now, we have a, a graphic that old Dirty Gertie, Michael Gertie, drawn to the game, has put together. Any of these things really catch your eye whenever the schedule was released? Was there any games that really caught your eyes? Because here, this is the big story of the week in sports, okay? So it's, you know, week one, you obviously got Tom and Dak. That's massive Thursday. They win by, what, 50 to 60 points that yeah, game? Yeah, be comfortable. This dude didn't times. even know the language of his offense until halfway through the season. AJ, what, you like the Dak and the Cowboys and Big Mike McCarthy as the coach there? I mean, I like the team. I think they're going to be much improved from last year. I'm not saying they're going to win that week one game, though. Okay, so you like them. I think they're minus five and a half or maybe minus six. I, I don't know exactly what it is. You like them at that or no? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think as we get closer, I want to see some more workout videos of Dak, then I'll, I'll let you know how I feel. That is true. Who knows if he'll be starting beginning of the season. Remember, we, our sources have told us with the Eric Fisher signing with the Achilles, he's a my sources, he or she said, hey, long season. Okay, this is a long season. 17 games, 16 games are already tough. We're going to be patient. We're not rushing anybody into anything. I wonder if there will be more of that. And did the Cowboys pay him knowing you'd be able to start week one? Or do you think there's a chance, Darius, do you think there's a chance that, maybe? I think he's out there. You think so? Yeah. Hey, that video, he was stumbling back, though. On the FanDuel odds, too, I think he has the fourth best odds to win MVP this year. So I assume they think he's going to be playing the entire year. Hey, that injury fourth was best. It was nasty. Yeah. Gruesome. How many national, uh, how many primetime games they got? Probably Cowboys? five. Five? I would assume so. This is the one that matters, though, AJ. You talked about this. The opening week is just like Super Bowl hype. There's concerts. Yep. There's shit. There's mm -hmm. festivals. That's a massive game. Then, obviously, Chiefs. In Baltimore, in week two, this is the Hammered Down Boys' favorite lock that has been set up thus Ooh. far. I believe Patrick Mahomes is minus one and a half or minus one. And uh, you guys think that if you don't bet Patrick Mahomes here, you're an absolute stooge on these early lines? Yeah, because Lamar Jackson has, has never beat Patrick Mahomes and probably never will. So, Ooh, wow. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens might be – the first or second best team in the AFC North right now, yeah. on paper, if you just look mm -hmm. at it. Cleveland Browns are the number one or number two team in the AFC North. Tony, is that a little bit of jealousy of Lamar and the Ravens potentially shining through that people are saying the Steelers are the third or fourth, even below the Bengals somehow, yeah. in the AFC North? Oh. Not me, I'm just saying other people are saying this, Tony. Is that why you're saying this? No, that's facts, Pat. He's 0-3 he's, uh, versus Patrick Mahomes. And uh, Steelers actually had the third uh, odds last year to win the division, and then they, they won the division. So, I mean, it's nothing new. It's just disrespect. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Big Ben threw for 33-10. and 10. Same as uh, that guy over in the Chargers uniform, but he's the next best thing, and Ben's too old. So, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, well, we will assume that Herbert's numbers will get better while learning NFL <laughs> offenses maybe for a decade or so. Let's go to uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. This is the battle of the number one picks. Whoa. Darius, your thoughts? I like it, man. Let's see what the Jaguars about about that time. First what? quarter of the season. See and how they're also, looking. also, is that Timmy? Timmy T-Bone. Yeah! yeah. He'll probably be over there at 12 yards already uh -oh. by that game. What? Where we're talking, that's easy. yeah, we're talking three days after old Tom and Dak battle. Three days after that, that's when he's going to be past those yards potentially, or he has zero yards and he becomes a coach. Is Tim going to the tight end summit? <laughs> that's a good that's question. A good question. Nick, that's a great question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> they did say 
that the what was the exact? Can we bring up Greg Olson's tweet once yeah, again? Hey, hey tell guys. Greg he needs to put a public invite out there for Tim. Honestly, well, I don't know if it was younger. Was it younger guys? He's younger guys. guys. Anybody, He's a young anybody tight who end. wants to learn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was First he meaning year? young in the position, Ooh. or was he talking young? What if Tebow goes to that summit. He, what are you talking about? Doubling down on that bet. Whenever he, bull, if he goes in there and Kittle's already showing oh, him, hey, listen, this is how you just absolutely road grade people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, Tim Tebow is going to come out the other side of that. Probably motivational speaker, FCA guide for the tight end summit, but that whole entire thing. Greg Olson says <laughs> the young guys will be well represented. So I assume that means age. So I don't know if Well, Tim, but Urban also said. You it know, looks like he's 18. He's 18, yeah. 22, <laughs> yeah. 38. <laughs> I mean, you never know. No, let's get some phone calls, shall we? AJ, anything to break about Aaron Rodgers on his Feel Good Friday? Shout out CBDMD. I, I don't have anything. Did you talk about the how the Packers denied ever telling A-Rod he was getting traded before the draft? Wasn't there a report on that? I did not hear this, but I did see that Somebody reported, I think it was Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio said that Aaron Rodgers at one point thought that the Green Bay Packers were going to trade him this offseason. Then that changed or something. Now it has come out. uh, There's a persistent sense in the league circles that Aaron Rodgers believes that Packers at one point during the offseason said they'd trade him. The Packers regard that claim as entirely untrue. So this is just more speculation. Have you asked about this or followed up about this? And do you know any truth behind this and your thoughts on on this AJ Hawk insider to the insiders for the Aaron Rodgers Packers saga man who had his left claw in the Kentucky Derby photo that did go viral with Aaron wearing the hat in there AJ Hawk well let's look at the first part of that tweet it says what there's a persistent sense in around the league or in the league circles that Aaron Rodgers believes okay so who like what is that is that just you I don't know, comments thrown around by people. I don't know exactly like what kind of sources that is. You're saying you're in the circle that would potentially No, know I'm not. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it is. Isn't that what he's saying, Darius? That's what it sounds like. It does sound like that to me as well. I don't. I have no clue whether this is, is true or not, but, I mean, it sounds like nobody does. Well, you do. I don't, though. Just tell us. AJ Hawk, you said it, what, last hour? Yeah. Would that uh-huh. change things? If Okay, what if someone said, what if Aaron came out and said, well, yeah, they told I, they. I thought I was being traded two months ago. Does the that people, change everything? The people that think Aaron, and by the way, I thought for a while Aaron should come out and speak, but then we learned about what happened with the Schefter story situation <laughs> and how it all came to be. So it was like, oh, I guess if if he was to come out and speak, it would almost legitimize that. And also, they might be in the middle of some real shit right now, where it's not the best time to speak in the middle of yeah. potential negotiations because you don't know what's going to happen. There might be some real shit going on, which we would assume is true, even though we're not 100% certain. But whenever we do find out the truth about this, I mean, I think that'll be a rather large day in, in the football world. Uh, and will we ever know the truth, you think? I don't know. I mean, it's like anything. It probably depends on who you talk to, and it's not all of a sudden just going to come out one day. Don't you think it'll slowly trickle throughout the years? It'll probably come out when it, you know, when he's done, when A-Rod is done. Oh, the book, the Could doc. Be when he's done it's like Doug Peterson. Or done in, in, in the Green Bay. But Maybe. definitely no but benefit. Don't you think it's like Doug Peterson? Now. I want that dude to write a book. I want, to, I want him to do a <laughs> sit-down. I want to hear about it. Doug Peterson? Yeah. yeah about what, like how, it, how everything – played out in Philly don't you want to know his thoughts yeah he's just disappeared too right he was gonna yeah. go coach somewhere yeah, and then yep. he just disappeared and didn't say a single it did, thing it did come out that he had to like meet with the owner like every week or something like that for or well that was alleged like that. we don't know what's yeah. true because I thought that was from him was it I thought that was well because Howie and who's the owner 
Jeff Lurie. Lurie. Jeff Lurie. It is alleged now, This who knows if this is true, our league circles have told us <laughs> that there is a persistent sense that when Peterson was hired, just like a lot of these younger coaches, like LaFleur might potentially be feeling right now, a younger coach is hired because they know, like, okay, hey, this is, we hired you, we gave you an opportunity to be a head coach, you always want to be a head coach, but also, like, you're, like, we kind of run this thing. Like, yeah. this is, we, we kind of have the ideas, we, we let you know how you should do, what you should do, you go execute, basically. Like, hey, your job, you're the head coach, you go execute our plans. Then I would assume, Doug Peterson, who knows if this is true, we could be just regurgitating bullshit and this might not be real but after you win a super bowl with a backup quarterback and have success and kind of get older in the game and you played for a long time i assume those you know those conversations where you're going to do this you're going to do this and you're like no i think i should have a little say now and they're like no no that's not what we've done you could see that could potentially being like oh okay well fuck off i'm gonna get out of here that that because that younger wave of coaches hired was it was huge, right? It was like boom, 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 boom. And some of them, I assume McVay has a lot more say in stuff that goes on. It seems like he does that. So him and that relationship with the GM, who I believe plays the piano. I think he plays the keyboard. Oh. I think I learned that from his COVID room he was in. There was a oh, keyboard. Yeah. Yep. And I think he does do like uh, cleans and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I think him and McVay are on the same page. And where other younger coaches, like Zach, for instance, in Cincinnati, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen with Zach over there. And I think Jake from Iowa is on. Jake, how you doing, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, we're just hanging out, Jake. And this is not about you, but Nick, that yeah. was you that answered this call here? I did not touch anything, and this thing just answered a call. Uh, no, I'm sitting here up in a DJ booth. I have no access to that computer over there. Jake, I, it's great to hear from you, but Man. I did not know you were going to be on at the time. Jake, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I got some Aaron Rodgers speculation that is not Green Bay Packer related or NFL related. Perfect. I would love to get A.J. Hawks. Uh, see if you could confirm it, maybe. Okay, go for it. Okay. So, you know, Aaron is the king of one-liners. And that, you know, him on your show, down years for me, three years for the quarterbacks. Then after draft night, you know, the 49ers, one-liner. And then going back to college, he has like a, got like the senior bowl and there was some awards competition. And the ESPN anchor, uh, Marissa Miller at the time, he wins two trophies and asks him, oh, do you really need two? And Aaron comes in and he says, well, if you need, yeah, if you come over and watch a movie with me. So, AJ. Oh, shoot a a shot. So, what was the question? Did she go watch a movie with him? Yeah, you're there to watch the movie. Oh, did she go watch? I have seen the the clip you were talking about. No clue. No idea. hang up on him. Really? Computer crash. Just break the computer. <laughs> just just Jake, Jake from Iowa comes in, <laughs> breaks the, the computer, computer yeah. crashes in. I got to re-sign in at this. <laughs> Jake, in. do you have any other the thoughts on what's talk. going on, man? What are, any other thoughts? Uh, what are your, your opinions on the NBA playoffs? Hey, James oh, Harden's oh. back. Uh, Jake, your thoughts? He's gone. <laughs> Oh, it's probably the same person that has been. Oh, so yeah, Mitt. We, we wow. know that was Mitch. So it's, Mitt. it's Friday. Mitt's wow. blacked out picking up phones <laughs> and just putting people on the line. I'm not in the office either, no, so it's like no, he doesn't Mitt. even have to act as if. Sorry, I hung up on him. He's had 15 oh, Bud Lights it? since 8 a.m. Hey, shout out to Mitt, by the way. Mitt. Yeah, good Thank work, you, Mitt. Um, AJ, he is an incredibly smooth guy. I think we'd all agree with that. But there's that whole thought whenever Schefter put this out on draft day and he's come out and said he decided to do that now. Who knows if somebody was telling him to say that he said that as well. You know what I mean? Because I don't know anything in that world, and I don't think any of us do. That's why it was so alarming. But, like, 
I'd assume that if he wanted to, he could come out and just absolutely bury folks right now. I'd assume it just, yeah. just from a little bit that I know of him. And I assume he could come out with a message, whether it was a tweet or a post or a, a said something or anything like that, and just saw the entire world down. I think he could, and he hasn't. So maybe, maybe people should be a little bit more thankful for that entire thing as well. He's probably not pumped about the whole Schefter situation, how that whole thing played out. No, I mean because. Once this started, like, you know, the court of public opinion started turning against him. And it's not like, you know, he if he says something, like, he's kind of in, like, a lose-lose spot almost. I mean, if he comes out and says, like, oh, this is all bullshit and I'm everything's fine, I'm not, you know, pissed off the organization, then he loses all leverage that he would have if he is trying to restructure his contract or do anything else. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of in a, a, a lose-lose spot here. I wonder, the Packers potentially, now... Remember, in Schefter's report, it said league and team sources have told us or confirmed to us that blah, blah, blah happened and that yada, yada. I wonder if the Packers did tell them everything that was going on because they thought something was potentially going to happen first round of draft night. And then once it got out there and it got bad, and uh, Aaron's team was potentially like, "What do you? Why'd you do that?" or whatever. They're like, we didn't do that. They're like, "Adam, you're gonna have to go out and say that we didn't do it, please." <laughs> and Adam's like drinking that coffee, like, "God damn it, I, that's actually factually, yeah, I did not. Nobody told me this entire thing. It's like, there's no way that's how it worked out, right? There's no way that's what Adam said. There's no way that's the actual thing, right? With how he, you mean that he? It was an accumulation of things that he learned over the the months. And it just so I happened to be draft, draft day. Night. I believe yeah. it. No, he, I don't know why draft day. I don't know. Was that his decision? Did someone force him to do it on draft day? He said he he chose to. He said he chose to because Bruce Allen in Minnesota, who's the, I think, the PA for the stadium, he made some noise about somebody reaching out for Aaron or whatever, but that happened after the Rams too. So it's like, I don't know. I I don't know. It's possible, though, with with Shefty, he's been sitting on that and he's been – I, he said he's been hearing things for the months leading into this. Yeah, maybe he was just like, "Hey, I got to get this out. This is a gigantic thing that I want to make sure that I get out. I've had this." He had to know. I, it was I, be. I, I believe him, and he had to drop. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good. Bomb. Time, right. Drop a bomb right before the draft. You know, we're not going to be talking about thing the greatest for ESPN. Pick. Exactly. You, you think the insider, like whenever everybody talks about the news that you broke for five straight, six straight days, that's like home run. That's like mm-hmm. this is what. Oh, I, yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. what? It, is that what it is? You think? Until, but do you think that he didn't want to have to come out and say, like, hey, this wasn't one source that I got this from? He was getting it into the shins on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it was going. Just fine, though. Like, that's, that's, that's great. If you're talking <laughs> about him, isn't that good? I guess that if, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think because it was on our show, every show for six days, that that's a success enough for him to look at his timeline on every social media and just everybody tell him he's the worst human on earth? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we weigh out at. Kind of like any publicity is good publicity. Well, I but, don't know. I don't know how but people I mean, do that. for him. I mean, he probably wanted it to happen, wanted something to go through. Please let this dude get traded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. he looks like, you know, a genius yeah. and everything. But once it didn't happen and, you know, everybody was kind of backtracking, he was put in a bad spot. Let's do that any publicity is good publicity thing to the test. Do Uh-oh. you have any idea or do you have the capability to wake up every day and have everybody hate you? Do you have that ability, Darius? Mm, no. Nah. I don't think I do either. Yeah. That's why I think Skip Bayless is, <laughs> yeah. is the absolute but The fact he wakes up every day knowing, okay, I'm going to get it today. People are going to be attacking me. All, I'm in war 
all day today. I think that is honorable enough, just that entire thing. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he sleeps. I don't know how he, he has to think like at any given moment, somebody's going to potentially Padres him or whatever for a thought he had. I just, I, There's no way he believe, He actually believes that shit. I think he says. I think some. I think he does. Yeah, bro, there's no way. I think way. he is like morphed into just like yeah. that is who he is. You do it long enough, I mean... It's like what you say, Pat. It, it's a game. Like it, everyone's just a character, like in a in a movie or a show. Like he he has to view it that way. I would think he's I, living the yeah. game. Can I would you, understand, but those those are bad moves. I like comedies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I like like uh, feel good stories. You know what I mean. He probably thinks that he and he and Ernestine probably sit back and watch his clips and laugh all night. <laughs> yeah, and cackle. He probably doesn't even check his mentions either. He's like, ah, no, I know. There's I'm no get way he checks his mentions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. It's kind of like OJ. OJ's got a guy. Yeah, or four that kind of separate him from. From his notifications. Yeah. Imagine how many muted accounts are probably on OJ's response whenever he just started coming back and saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> OJ's one of he my just favorites. Skip just signed another deal. Another you know, what, four-year deal? Yeah, eight million a year. Uh-huh. Yeah, he yeah. like he likes it. He enjoys it. You got to keep the character going now. You can't start no, but making sense. Whenever now. he got paid that money, a lot of people were like, he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve he that. Does. And by the way, that was my take. It's like, yo, hey, he has played, he has played Skip Bayless for this entire time same song same exact yeah. audience new tune every day somehow gets everybody pissed off every single day like that is a part of the sports media world fox sees what he does no matter if the numbers are nowhere near going to be driving people to buy stuff like nobody's gonna be like oh skip tells me to go buy this stuff but the numbers the yeah. relative uh like how relative you are in conversation everything is massive i agree i think he deserves it and he create i mean he kind of he kind of created a lane for I see a lot of shows that have that same makeup. So you kind of. You know who that was? Jamie Horowitz. That's right. Jamie Embrace the bait. behind it. Yeah, Jamie Horowitz. And then he went over to Fox. Mm-hmm. He went over to Fox and he uh, he brought Colin Coward over there and uh, Regis Philbin and him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. But Horowitz did start that entire thing. I got a chance to meet him and talk to him about. It. I think we talked a little bit about Skip and he was like, no, Skip believes. It. Like, yeah. That's why it's like the perfect situation for basically like, hey, okay, here you go. We got somebody who is really power, passionate about this stuff. It has become great, great entertainment for a long time. I do believe our show, though, is benefiting from those shows immensely. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pat, a hell of a run. I think Skip is – I think he's smart. I don't know if I just don't see it, but I don't see Skip out there doing like long-form podcasts where he's a guest. I'm sure he gets asked all the time to go on shows. We don't know like – what skip is like we only know skip is this what he is on tv and what he posts on instagram and everything but i don't see him out in other outlets doing anything hey by the way shannon sharp has become a perfect jousting partner for yeah. Skip. Yeah. i mean he is i cannot believe he was a seventh round draft pick what what the how, how did, jacked is he, yeah, he unbelievable yeah. like action fear yeah you guys share secrets you guys oh no that's different he on some different shit <laughs> <laughs> different he was awesome. They show highlights yeah. of him like every year because they're like, remember a seventh rounder could go on to become this or whatever. It's like, how did that guy, how did that get to the seventh? I assume that has been the reason. Is he a late bloomer? Is he like a late bloomer and he, he, he graduated went, at like 5'10", 140 pounds? No, nah, he went to a, nah, I, I don't know, not looking like that. But uh, he went to HBCU, so he went to a small school, probably didn't have a bunch of eyes on him. But uh, I think his older brother went to like South Carolina or something, a bigger yeah. program. But um Jesus. But that's him now at what forty something, still repping four oh five. Like he yes. may be fifty something. He's unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. He's unbelievable. Oh and God. he's hilarious. 
And he ha- he's like, I-, I enjoy the levity he has when he says like, and I think there are some things that Shannon has to stick up for strictly because Skip is so one way that maybe <laughs> Shannon does not believe in. Yeah. And I think those are the best moment- moments from Shannon because he like, you could tell he doesn't actually believe it, but he's just in there to just poke the bear. basically. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it. He's been, come on now. I enjoy that. Shannon hilarious. I, I I love Shannon. Never met him. Big fan of his work, though, uh, and that whole thing. There's people- talks of bringing him back together, Stephen A and Skip. Weren't they trying to bring him back? Well, that was when they offered Skip like $7.5 million a year over at ESPN, and they yeah. were telling everybody else they can't afford anything. <laughs> yeah. One-tenth mm. of that. I was- they, they asked me to do a show over there <laughs> for ESPN+. Plus. What bag, show? Bag of balls. I don't remember what the name. I, by the way, I didn't get into the show enough because of what they the, the <laughs> schedule would have been, and what they were offering. Or I would have had to been up from like midnight to two a.m. every day, recapping all the sports that happened, and it would have been like my own little thing. What? And then we'll give you. And it was uh, by the way, like if I was a kid and they offered my family <laughs> this amount of money, it would be an absolutely incredible thing. But it's just like, I cannot be up until 3.30 a.m. every goddamn day for this thing. Just zero, like, anything. And then I said that, I'm like, you know, my show, with like, I got my guys, and, you know, they got families, and we got a pretty good thing going. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah, but, I mean, if you guys made that, like, somewhat worth it. Well, we don't have any money. We're so sorry. And then, like, Kenny Maine just got. Yeah, 61%. 61% cut they wanted him to take. And then what? Sixty-one percent, allegedly. I mean, allegedly. Who knows? The it's being reported, but I don't know what's. And it's like Kenny Maine was being asked. And now, granted, I think Kenny Maine was just on Sports Center late night, but he was also doing all their Aaron Rodgers pieces for them throughout the entire season. He was the NFL's MVP. I assume hey, that's that's a pretty good weapon to have in this entire thing. Yeah, I think Aaron really does like Kenny a lot. But good for Kenny for not taking it. I guarantee you, there are plenty of people that would take that sixty-one percent. But okay, like I oh. and I understand people take it. They got family. They have jobs. Like they. They want the benefits, and they're like, hey, where where do I go if I'm not here? But that was happening during the quarantine thing, right? There was a lot of people, yeah. jobs yeah. at ESPN. Mm-hmm. There always has been a lot of jobs. And then it came out later when Skip signed his deal with Fox. He was like, well, ESPN had offered $7.5 million a year or whatever. It's like. And they were asking everybody to take that. Yeah. I was like, golly. Okay, bring him back. I guess if you get Stephen A. and Skip back, I just, everybody in sports is going to go to ESPN+. Plus. Is that the goal? Is that the whole thing? I don't know. That's fascinating. Fascinating to me. So you were going to be on a ESPN Plus show like from midnight to two Eastern recapping what what happened? I was never going to be on the show. Okay. <laughs> I, was never, I was never going to be on the show, but this was what was presented or okay. whatever. You know? So like, do they want people to watch it live at midnight, go see what happened in that day? I have no idea. I assume it was like being recorded for the next day or something maybe. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. As soon as I saw what the schedule would have been, what they were expecting – yeah, just like midnight to 2 a.m. maybe. And if those games were, by the way, running wow. if Shohei Otani there is, yeah. uh, you know, an extra innings hitting bombs, like let's go 12.30 probably till about, you know, 2. We'll record, kind of edit it out, put it out or whatever, put it out live. Probably be up maybe till 3 a.m. or whatever. Maybe 4. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's, thank you so much for the opportunity. How much? Okay, yeah, I can't do that. We're going to be 100 can't, bucks. Can't do that. An episode. Can't do that, okay? When I heard. Free subscription to ESPN Plus. When I heard, by the way, they do have good shit on there. They do. Peyton's, yeah. Place. Yeah. Peyton's places is awesome. They, yeah. ESPN Plus details. Have, details yeah. is incredible. Kobe on there. Yeah, Kobe and Peyton has one on there yep. as well. It, it felt like they did have some good stuff going. Oh, yeah, all the thirty for thirties. They're on there. The Mighty Ducks movies. What? Mighty Ducks are on ESPN Plus. They were yeah. for a while there when they were pumping the new Mighty Ducks series on oh, Disney Plus. Good idea. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for sticking around this long and listening to the show. Allowing us to penetrate your ear holes is a gift that I will never stop appreciating from all of you. Uh, to all the guests this week, thank you for your time and your conversation. To all the boys, thank you for your incredible hard work down here at Tampa Bay, at the FanDuel Beach House, and back in Indianapolis and all the towns in between. I can't thank you all enough. And to everybody that listens to this show, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have the greatest weekend of your entire life. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hashtag end a pod squad. Ty's giving away money. Uh, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful weekend, Ty. I, 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 I